here we go now. Yay! Hooray. Hooray! Uh, welcome to All the Fucks. I'm Jen Ponton. And I'm Lillian Bustle. And this is a podcast about caring way too fucking much. Way too much. Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Remember all those times that you played it cool and, like, didn't care about things or people's opinions? We have zero of those stories for yes, you. Yes. No. No, I mean, the, the handful that I have are very, very recent. Right, and right. Entirely, and I owe entirely to my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that I came upon organically. <laughs> it's all. You're right. Oh, no. Um, so today, we would like to bring you way back to the summers of your youth. <laughs> uh, water sports. <laughs> <laughs> Boat craft. Friendship bracelets. Friendship bracelets. Mm-hmm. Back when water sports just meant water sports. <laughs> Tetherball. Tetherball. Ooh. Mosquito Ugh. bites. Mosquito Skin bites. Skin so soft. Creatures you don't know what lurk in the night. No. Um, tents that only tie clothes Girl, in the middle. Okay, yeah, we're, gonna, we're taking, taking you to camp. <laughs> we are taking you to camp because we're never going again. I liked camp. I loved camp. But I feel like... I feel like there are really no good experience. There is that fat camp for for women down in like yeah down in the Carolinas. I yeah, think. that sounds fun. I know Liz Black has been to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I now I want to do that even more than ever. I don't. I don't like. Um, so the thing about going camping when you're a kid is that someone else is in charge and you just go. So whether it's like. Uh, a Girl Scout troop that's taking your own tents or whether you're going to a place that actually has cabins or platform tents, you don't have to pack (laughs) (laughs) and you don't have to worry about all the other stuff. You just show up as a child and you're like, well, here I am. I mean, as a kid, it's all big one trust fall. Yeah, totally. Totally. (laughs) And who were those kids who had like foot lockers? The, The big trunks? Oh, have you, did you know that wasn't hearing, a thing? Seeing those kids? I mean, on I, I Harry Potter, but oh no, like <laughs> I actually went to camp with girls who brought giant trunks instead what? of suitcases. I mean, that feels like a Marsha thing to do. That feels like <laughs> something my mom, if she could have gotten away with sending me with a refrigerator size box full of crap, <laughs> it was kind of majestic. Like, I, I was envious of those kids. I was like, wow. Oh, man. How come they got to bring that thing? Right? Although, like, who has a car for that thing? Yeah. Who li- and as an adult with a cranky back, who packs and lifts that thing and then drags it over hill and fucking dale? Mm-hmm. I have many questions about this as well. Right. Like at the beginning of Revenge is the Nerds. I remember thinking that. I was like, who who packs that kind of trunk to go to college? Who packs it to go anywhere? But apparently. Anywhere. Like was it's your- supposed to just sit at the foot of your bed forever indefinitely and then be passed on to the next person in the apartment like that's <laughs> we we all know that this is what happens to footlockers yep. Magic no no, no it's the yeah it's the it's the um de facto coffee table right until someone gets the their shit together to throw it out <laughs> yes. after stubbing your toe on it too many times mm-hmm. <laughs> was um so what were the different kinds of camps that you went to? I went to camp constantly. Both my parents worked full time. So I was never, uh, it, it was, I, I needed to be somewhere at virtually any time. Mm. Um, in kindergarten, even though my town did split AM, PM, I had to go to kindergarten in another town, like a private all day kindergarten uh. that was also, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Miller's was the shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Miller's Early Learning Center. Uh, Yeah, I loved Miller's. And it was all day kindergarten. And also, like, like, uh, like fortified summer camp. Hmm. Like it was, there were, there were definitely learning elements, but they had a big pool up a hill and I learned to swim there. And yeah, I was always somewhere that wasn't home, Mm -hmm. except after like 6 p.m which was honestly for the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool, uh-huh. cool, cool. So, um, so I spent camp there. At, I was so young when I was going to day camp because I just had to be somewhere. And then I went to YMCA day camps uh-huh. from like uh, age seven through 14, maybe. 
I, until I could be at home alone and I was like, I'm not getting up early for camp anymore, <laughs> which was really the only like defining quality that I needed to get out of mm. my life. Otherwise, I would have been happy mm-hmm. at camp. But um, YMCA day camps all that time. And in between day camps, it was overnight camps. Yeah. So there was mostly Girl Scout camp in the Poconos. Um, camp Moseywood. Camp Woodhaven were like my jams. Moseywood. Oh, they were so cute. I could I could walk around. You could blindfold me and I could show you where everywhere in Aww. Woodhaven is. I still remember all my favorite counselors. Nice. And I have long wanted to have a camp name. Like, was it a thing in Virginia for Girl Scout oh, counselors yeah. to have fake they, names, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It was like a yeah. fictional character. Yeah, we had one named Jinx. <laughs> and then I, I used that later as like my DJ name in college. Yes! Totally. My favorite was Oatmeal. Oatmeal was so great. She was so great. She actually looked a lot like Rachel Ray. Um, She was small. She was like, she was compact. She was like four feet something. Mm. And she was so sweet. And like every shy and damaged child loved her the most because she was just this like totally nurturing, sweet energy. And they ended up putting her with the little kids. So Oatmeal was my was my counselor for several years until I aged out of her and I was like, no. Oh no. Uh so a lot of a lot of Girl Scout camp. And then there were a couple of one-offs mm-hmm. here and there. There was one distressing week of what the hell? Maybe it was Presbyterian camp. I'm Jewish, by the way. Um, but that seemed to matter not in my upbringing because <laughs> I would, I would just, I would get handed off to people. <laughs> uh, I was just handed off. So like the neighbors are going to church. All right, go ahead. And I'm like, wait, what? Mm. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> and, and it, the same thing happened with Presbyterian camp. And I was going with a family friend mm-hmm. and I was super excited to get to go to camp for a week with her. Sure. But um, as soon as I got there, I was like, oh, this camp is different from the other ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what's, what's going on here? And it was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't remember much from it, except that I was like, okay, six days and five days. And oh. ah, uh. <laughs> that sucks, especially since you were looking forward to it so much. And I think I still like had a good time. I mean, for, for what it's worth, I think those Presbyterian kids were probably nicer to me than any other camp kids at any other camp. Uh-huh. That's nice. Yeah. I I don't remember being quite as publicly reviled there <laughs> as I was everywhere else. Eh. Oh god, I did not like that was that was probably the the way in which the trope shifts for me mm. because like I wasn't the kid who had no friends at school, but I was popular at camp. No. I didn't have friends anywhere, anytime. So I would go to camp and I was like, oh, oh boy, a, a new start, a fresh page. And then the kid, like, they could smell how weird you are yeah. from a mile away. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I yeah, it, it just, like, it was the mantle I had to, I had to bear. I get that. I was not super popular at any of my camps, but I, at some point, I... I was going to a Presbyterian camp for years and years. Um, And, you know, it was the music and drama camp (gasps) because, of course, it was. Um, And it was called MAD. It was the MAD camp uh, until we got a new, more politically correct um, director who then called it FAME. But I bet in this day and age, if she had tried to do that, they would have gotten sued. (laughs) Fine arts um, ministry something. Sure. Experience. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Yay. (laughs) Uh, but I had, I mean, I had more friends at church than I did at my school and I had friends. From, so I had friends from different outlets that all poured into this camp. So I did, I held my own at that church camp. That's exciting. Yeah, it was pretty good. So you got to be as cool as you knew you were. I I mean, edging up to it. Yeah. I was, it was, it was easier. It was less terrible to be weird at this particular church camp because it was theater people if I had just gone for like the canoeing camp, I think I'm things would have been slightly different. But um, yeah, I um, camp Skimino was our Girl Scout camp, and that was the first one that I went to as a sleepaway camp. And uh, McKinney Woods was the the church camp, and then later on, I still count this as a camp. It was called Montreat Conference Center, also through the Presbyterian Church. So it's actually a college that they do these big youth retreats every year. 
Um, and I went to that, I think three years in a row. Um, and that was also, again, it wasn't like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rising star <laughs> at this church outing, but, <laughs> um, but it opened doors. In the air. Yes, exactly. Just electricity everywhere. It's just the altitude. <laughs> it's up in the mountains. It's near Asheville, North Carolina or Black Mountain, whatever. What's that in the Smokies? I have no concept no, of anything. Uh, I mean, I South of Lake. It's what it's in North Carolina. <laughs> I don't know where the Smoky Mountains are. Isn't that terrible? I think, I think the Carolinas. Sure. No one not from New Jersey correct us <laughs> <laughs> because we we don't know. It's fine. No, no. Mountains and lakes. When Jeopardy, when that comes up on Jeopardy, I'm like, nope, don't know. It's your Lake own Huron. Lake. <laughs> and you're like a Jeopardy whiz, so it's considerable. Oh, I can't. Ge geography is not my thing. But um, but camp was, I always, I even from a young age, look forward to getting away from my family. Mm -hmm. So there was never like homesickness or anything like that. I was so thrilled to be running around on my own. Um, and in, in the first case, when I was, I went to camp very young. I think it was before first grade. So it was like five. Oh, you were just a baby. It was either just before or just after first grade. So I was either five or six. Um, and my sister was, I think, also a camper at the camp. So I get to say hi to her, which was very cute. She's, she's again, 11 years older than me. Um, she was like a CIT. And you're probably. There, pretty much in pampers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and to that point. Oh. Um, I was, I have never been very aware of my surroundings and later was, was diagnosed with ADD. So a lot made, a lot of things made sense. I just remember my sister coming up to me at the dining hall and shoving something in my hand and walking away. And it was a pair of, I remember distinctly purple and no white underwear with little purple hearts on it. And my mom wrote my name and marker and everything. And I got to tell you, she just walked up and been like, you dropped your underwear, klutz. I would have been like, whoops, and stuck it in my pocket. But because of the way she did it, I was so fucking embarrassed about Aww. it. And I was like, oh, my God, who's going to see it? And then I was like, oh, my God, are they dirty? Are they clean? Can Aww. I put them in my pocket? I don't have any pockets. What do I do with this? Ah. So I, like, shoved it under my armpit for all of dinner. No. And were you still the littlest being at that time? I was time? the tiniest. Oh I was definitely God. the youngest oh my. in my group. And always round. I've never. Camel's kid. Yes. From people started calling me Cabbage Patch Kid, like, duh. It's yeah. Um, but and uh, I was I was a Girl Scout for eleven years, and my mom is a counselor for part of that, or counselor, a troop leader. Oh my god! I'm gonna start that over. So I was a Girl Scout for eleven years, and my mom was our troop leader for a lot of that. Um, and so she was everywhere all the time if our troop was going camping or if our troop was going on any outings. But when I went to camp, I was by myself. Right. And I remember distinctly the first time I went to camp, um, everybody, your parents wait for you in the parking lot. There's like a flag ceremony or something at the very end of it. And I remember looking around for my mom and, and I kind of gleefully thinking, gosh, I don't remember what she looks like. <laughs> the thrill of freedom. I know. <laughs> I know. So, um, yeah, no. Oh my god, you that's go. amazing! You go because I could, I could monologue forever. Oh, so need, that's so good. To I'm gonna actively need, take turns. I'm gonna need so many stories about Marsha's days as the troop leader because I, I have incredible memory. My troop leaders were the shit. Mm -hmm. I, they were, I mean, they were like Pinterest moms of the '80s and oh. '90s, you know. So like, they were. Uh, it wasn't necessarily. Like, I, I'm so grateful that my mom was such a fucking independent, take charge, working woman because she's had a major influence on me. Mm -hmm. And it's made me feel like I don't have to be burdened down by more feminine constructs, right. um, which is amazing. So I don't wish that that had been different. But at the time, I was like, oh, my God, you mean you moms are home all the time and you make cookies and snacks and yeah. you're, you're act like somebody's at home. I don't need to have a key. Mm -hmm. And those were the moms who were our troop leaders. Mm -hmm. So like it was my friend Karen's mom who was like also wacky and I fucking loved her. Um, and she sort of, there's an astrologer that she reminds me of, <laughs> um, the astrologer, uh, Deborah Silverman, who's like, huh. who's out there. Nice. And I watch her Instagram videos all the time and I'm like, oh, that's Mrs. Blauvelt. Hi, Mrs. Blauvelt. <laughs> it's not. Um, 
but my friend Karen's mom was like our brownie troop leader. And then they moved away. They moved to California and it turned to my friend Aaron's mom, mm. uh, Mrs. Springer, and another person who was just also the shit, mm. like constantly being crafty and baking, but also like, also like a, like a, Balabusta, you know, mm-hmm. like she like she had a lot of sass and um it was her for a long time. So I would be I would I would very much like to hear stories about Marsha's days, but we'll save we'll yeah. save those for now. Um so in it, I I did very much like going to camp because I liked being away from home. Mm-hmm. Um uh but it was really not like it wasn't a good experience for me, mm. which sucked. I will I will give you the redeeming quality though. Like so, I would anywhere I went, I was just like publicly ostracized. So the kids kids could see me coming, and they were like, "Nope, that's the weird one." Oh, they can smell the weakness. They can and especially little girls. Yeah, I mean, little boys are so fucking dumb, but like the mm. little girls, like they started knew how to get to you, and so I remember. My first like camp experience, right? It's after first grade. So I was freshly seven and it was my first overnight camp. Mm. So like, it's a big commitment. You went when you were five. I'm, I'm there. Uh, I'm seven years old and I'm away for a full week. Yeah. And it's a brand new, it's Camp Woodhaven. My first time. I don't know anybody. At least I knew my like fellow kindergartners. Mm-hmm. That was before I started becoming the odd, the odd child out. <laughs> um, and I get there and I'm like, oh boy, good to make friends. And everyone's like, not her. And so like nobody hung out with me. Oh. And I was seven and so homesick. Like mm. I was homesick. Oh. That's a bad sign. Right. <laughs> so, oh God. Right. And I remember, so I, I gravitated to to this really sweet counselor oatmeal who like totally knew that I just had every wounded wing. Like I could not fly. I was hopping around on like one <laughs> broken leg. And um, I remember like you, you go to the, du- you go to the mess hall mm-hmm. every night to have, to have camp dinner. Mm-hmm. But there's one night in your week at camp that you instead have like a cookout, right? You help make yes. a fire yep. and it's almost exclusively like shish kebabs, mm-hmm. right? Everybody yeah. Helps. I mean like we did hot dogs or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel, yes. Yes. I feel like there are hot dogs. There are like somehow they got vegetables in, involved. Oh, you used to make, wrap them in tinfoil and throw them on the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, um, And then you had your little, like, mess kit mm-hmm. from, like, fucking Vietnam. I can still feel the way it felt to touch that, like, matte metal. I can jangle it. Ooh, you know the jangle? Yes. And then it goes in the, it goes in, like, the olive green canvas sack. Yes. And you press the little snap. Yes. And I had this, like, a, there was, like, a wing nut on one end of it. Oh, so weird. Something about that felt so sad to me. Me too. Right? Like, yeah. Like. I was like, I'm not in a foxhole. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a sense of, like, desperation of, like, I'm really the only one taking care of myself. Oh. Which is obviously not what's happening when you're seven at camp. <laughs> but but it's I, a very weird grown-up thing to have to, like, have your own <laughs> utensils and things to eat out of right right yeah it's not like hey here's the fun camping gear it's like you're on this and you're on your own, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was that sensation but like the one redeeming quality of the weird cookout night and i would have preferred the mess hall any other time the one redeeming quality of cookout night was s'mores <sighs> mm. and i had never had a s'more as a child i I had no, and so all the kids were like, s'mores, s'mores. And I'm like, what's a s'more? And they're like, fuck you. Oh, because <laughs> it was awful. And you I'm like, loser, alien. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I'll just go fuck myself. And then the counselors were like, here's what a s'more is, honey. Like, here's the graham cracker and the melted chocolate. And here, let's help you toast a marshmallow, mm. you poor disaster of a child. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll hold the stick for you, Jen. <laughs> really? I mean, I I think that's been the case until I was like 30, oh, honestly. No. <laughs> oh, I love fire. I love to like catch the marshmallows on fire. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about fire. Mm. I'm going to put a pin in fire. that one. <laughs> so I make the s'more and I eat the s'more with the counselors and it's mm. great. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we were little. So we you had to go to bed at like 
Eight Wait, or you, nine. They only let you have once more. They might have let you have more. I don't recall eating many s'mores. Okay. I don't recall that. They might have limited you to just one. Okay. I feel like anytime I ever had s'mores, I had way too many s'mores. Well, yeah, they're s'mores. Yeah. Like, but they're also su- they're super sweet. Oh yeah. But as a kid, that was my but jam. Yeah, sure. I was like, who needs teeth? <laughs> Please, let's dissolve these right away so I can just eat out of a straw for the rest of my life. That's how to live. <laughs> you have gamed the system, my friend. And that's my new philosophy. <laughs> so, um, so, we, so I eat the s'more and like end up having to go back to the tent at some point in the next uh, like hour or two. Mm -hmm. And I go back to this horrible tent with these three other little girls who absolutely hate my guts. And I go to bed and like, it was the loneliest, most horrible experience, but it was only made worse when at probably around like midnight, maybe 11 or Mm -hmm. midnight, my stomach started turning over and over. And I was like, maybe I can ignore this and go back to bed. And I couldn't. Mm. And, uh, and, then I woke up all my bunkmates by vomiting everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> in a tent. Oh, was it in your bed or out of the bed? I think it was out of the bed. Oh, you were so close. Well, you know, because like, oh, I don't want to give anybody um, vicarious feelings here. But, you know, like you feel the feeling leading up for a long time. Sure. So it, it, it never goes away, but we always tell ourselves that it might. That it might. I know. And you're you so, never don't need to barf after you need to barf. Then right. You barf. Right. Right. And so I had plenty of time to like rock on the floor or whatever. Oh <laughs> <laughs> but yep. And, and of course I threw up and then I started crying of because course. I still cry when I throw up because yeah. it's terrifying. And, uh, and, uh, and one, and the three other little girls were like, what are you doing? Oh, gross. Bleh. And the, like one of them must've gotten a counselor probably to complain and mm. not to help another <laughs> child friend. Ew. <laughs> Ew. That's so gross. So I get scooped up by one of the counselors and they take me to the one place on camp that has running water oh, yes. and electricity and AC, <sighs> and it is the nurse's office. Yay! Lights with a light switch. <sighs> it was so divine, and I didn't oh, realize indoors. Ah, uh. it was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect, and I would like. I liked being outdoors. I just hated all the children I was with. So I was like, oh, I can be away from all these horrible little like hell sprites, and it can be nice and cool. And wait, what's this Coke syrup you're giving me? This is delicious. What? What is it? Um, it's based like. The second purest version of Coke, which is not cocaine syrup, but it's like old-timey Coca-Cola, mm, probably like boiled down into a thick serum. Oh my, a reduction? A reduction, yeah, it's a Coke reduction. <laughs> a Coke glaze. You, I mean, but yum also. Oh, it was delicious. And you were just get, doing shots of this with the nurse? Yeah. Well, the nurse gives it to you. Um, it, it's a natural alternative for settling a stomach. Oh, we always did pepperminty things. Also, very appropriate. Huh. Peppermint and ginger, I would think, and certainly what, I, what I've turned to the rest of my life, Coke syrup was a special thing wow. that I could only ever find at Girl Scout camp. Listeners, if you know where I can find some Coke syrup, That's amazing. <laughs> hit me up. It was, it, was, uh, it was so good. And so she was like, here, honey, here's some Coke syrup. Lie down. You know, it's, um, here's a little blanket. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the shit. I'm on a cot. I'm all alone. It's nice and chilly in here. Oh, yes. I've got Coca-Cola in my tum-tum. <laughs> but also, that could have been a worse cycle because you were like, sugar, then bed. Oh, then yeah. Bar, more sugar, <laughs> then bed. See now that's but that's what I wish it would have been because I was I only had to barf once and I was fine and thankfully s'mores didn't then become a food that I could never eat again. Oh, you're so lucky! I can't eat calamari anymore. Ooh, that would already be a hard sell for me. I would like, oh god, I would know. I would be so righteous about the fact that all of my suspicions were confirmed. I knew it. Squid. I had nothing to do with the actual calamari and everything to do with the very drunk lush party. I don't like to. I don't like to hear or see barf, especially on the TV, to a degree. Right. The more realistic, the worse, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And especially when it's such, um, it's such a. I, I don't. It's such a sympathetic response. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Like classically, this is what happens with people, right? Mm-hmm. Like someone's sick around you, and it's not just a well, it's not just a quirk. It's like a human, sure, like a yawn. Yeah, it's well, like a yawn. A technical or yawn. <laughs> Yeah, this so makes more sometime though. I would happily, ma- yeah. I just, I can't, I can't eat too many of them. Yeah, you know, I like mean, none that. Of us should. It still rings a bell in the back of my head. I'm like, mm, if you're not careful, your body mm. will. Thirty years later, yeah. your body won't like that. Mm. And I'm like, fuck off. I was, pr- I probably had IBS because those children hated me. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck kids. Fuck kids. <laughs> so here's here's a nice like. A, a two degree turnaround for that. I ended up as a child having literally one friend, um, and she was the best. Oh, she was the greatest. Good. Um, her name was Brittany. Like she still exists. We just we we grew apart as we got older. But um, <laughs> she's not gone. <laughs> she's great. <laughs> Hi, Brittany. I love you. Um, uh, but. Brittany and I went to that all-day kindergarten together because her parents also worked full-time. So I had this one friend who, like, thought I was the shit, and she was the only person on earth who thought I was the shit. She had a completely different personality, the kind of person that everybody automatically loves and, like, wants approval from. Oh. But she also hated everyone. Except me. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. She's so she, cool. She oh, was cool. super cool. The most popular girl wherever she went, and she could not give a single shit. Wow, that's so lovely. She gave zero fucks. <laughs> My friend April was like that. It's the best. Mm-hmm. And to, like, have that person in your corner when oh, you yeah. are the little one that everybody hates. Oh, sure. Yep. And so, oh, you know what? My friend Jessica was my camp person like that. She was, she was a through line for me in very many different ways, but I remember sitting at um, – sitting at camp with her and she was like, I don't understand why you want to hang out with all these people who are so wholesome. (laughs) She was like, you're better than that. You're more interesting. You're so much cooler than all these people that you're trying to be friends with. And I was like, you're right. Let's wear bright colored lipstick and draw on our clothes together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's so good. Oh my God. She really pulled me back from the brink a couple times. (laughs) Like necessary. And so Brittany was like my only buoy in this sea of like children who thought I was garbage. Uh. And um, thankfully we saw like our mothers made sure that we would have sleepovers pretty regularly. Oh, nice. Since we were in different school districts. Mm -hmm. So um, once her mom realized that I was going to camp, she was like, Oh, I'll send you to the camp that Jen's going to. And, um, and we ended up being at like sister YMCA camps. So we didn't get that one right. And I was like, no. And that was another terrible summer where I was uh, like, I wish Brittany were here. And she uh, was at so camp close. without. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. That it was sucks. like a mile down the road from no, each other. No, that's not the same. Not the same. And I still, and I had a terrible camp experience, even though it was a beautiful fucking camp. Um, but we did get it right in that we signed up for the same Girl Scout camp together. Okay. So. The following year, after that first terrible year of s'mores and sadness, I went with Brittany. And somehow, just having her there, once everybody, you know, all the little girls are like, oh, I want her to be my friend. Oh, I want nothing to do with the other one. (laughs) Brittany was like, well, fuck all of you because I only want to hang out with her. Nice. And it immediately totally neutralized it for me. Yeah. And like I was so aware that everybody – wanted nothing to do with me and it was the first time it didn't matter because all I needed was my one buddy oh that's so good it was so good and so just the two of us had a great time together and when kids would bully me or they'd try to like curry favor with her and then be like don't you want to not hang out with that stupid freak she was like um go fuck yourself nice (laughs) and like she had no qualms about putting people in their place and shutting it down and she was so she defended my tiny little dorky honor so readily and right. I mean, like you could not have asked for a better friend. Aww. And the only shame was that we didn't go to school together. So once one September came, I was on my own. But like I had this, I had this shining knight wow. in my corner, oh my and God. she slayed all those fucking dragons and was awesome. And you know, we would do stupid shit. Let's together. make her a care package. <laughs> She would love that. I would love that. Oh my I love god! Her for you. Oh, she's she's wonderful. Uh-huh. She's wonderful. And like, as soon as we got into high school, and I finally started finding my people, I was like, "Oh, I'm into these things." And she was like, "I'm into these things." And I'm like, "That's okay. I love you." And we'll sure, see each other here and God, so rarely do 
girl friendships wind up like that though, right? Like right. so rarely can people just grow apart and it's a grow apart. Right. There has to be some dumb thing because we don't understand the pain of that. We don't know how to deal with the fact that people are just changing. So then we Ooh. have to be mean to each other so that it doesn't hurt as much. Right. You got to create that conflict. No, and we we never had to. And to that point, I remember the year um, as I got older, I started going to two week long camps at the Presbyterian camp, oh, McKinney sure. Woods. Um, <laughs> and I remember, I think it was maybe the second or third year that it happened. My mom would start to pick these terrible fights with me in the car <sighs> because she was upset that I was going to be away. And it wasn't until the second or third year that I was like, holy fuck, this is why you're doing this. Oh my God. And I just took a deep breath. I was like, what is it like to get dropped off at the camp that you love and you can't wait to go to? She was jealous of the camp. And I and to like show up and see your counselors from last year and your fucking teary-eyed and snot faced. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, this is not how I remember you. Right. right. Um, but I called my mom out on it the, the the third time. I was like, You do this every year, and you do this because you're upset that I'm going away, but every year you sign me up to do this. Can we not fight this time? And then, oh, she was furious with me for calling <gasps> calling her out on it. Are you kidding me? Oh. She And that was the year. I thought that might have ended differently. Oh, no. None of this with her ever ends. <laughs> I love my mom. Of course. There was so much that was bad. Um, one of the things that was bad was that same year, uh, my mom slept a lot. She was definitely clinically depressed, possibly bipolar, a bunch of, bunch of colliding things, hoarder. We can talk about that at some point. Um, she straight up fucking didn't come pick me up from camp. As like some spiteful, passive aggressive shit. Well, I guess it's not that passive. No. <laughs> I guess it's like. And thankfully, my friend Jessica, whose mom knew that my mom would flake out all the time, uh... was there and she waited and waited and waited. And finally, I got her to pick up. I was calling from a payphone and she woke up out of a dead sleep. It was like three or four o'clock in the afternoon, which is generally when she woke up. Uh, and I was like, hey. Uh, Jessica's mom's going to take me home. And she was like, oh, okay. And hung up like nothing had happened. Oh my God. So then I got. And leaving camp was like, it was oh, a big deal. Yeah. There was a lot, there was a lot of cleaving that then yeah. happened. Like it, it well, was really a ceremony. Yes. And you're thrown into this wholly different atmosphere. I had a much, sounds like more positive overall <laughs> experience with camp than you did. Um, but I mean, I still, I still had those social issues, but a, that was when I was starting to get into Bible and Jesus stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was a comfort to me. And then just, that was probably part of the reason why was because I loved that camp so much and I felt so safe there. Right. So, uh, yeah, it was like a very, it was such a shift immediately into this atmosphere and then right back out and then going back home to my mom who was, mm -hmm. you know, a mess and verbally abusive and the house, which was piles of stuff. And so I already didn't really want to go home, but I didn't want to not get picked up. Right. <laughs> that shouldn't be the alternative. <laughs> it's not an either or. Scenario. Right. She used to do that. It was in a million after school activities. And I remember I was sitting outside uh, like fifth grade after your book one time. Everybody locked up and they were like, you okay? And I was like, I'm sure my mom's coming. And then I was sat outside for another hour and like uh, peed my pants because she uh, it took so, her so long to get there. In fifth grade, that's real fun. Oh, my God. But so camp was a haven for me. Yeah. Even when it was bad, it was still better. Yeah. Ultimately, I liked camp so much more when I had my when I had my singular well, yeah, friend. Of course. And, and then it did. It became such a haven. But it was just I like was a so big sleepover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and the older we got, the more, you know, the less the counselors, like, henpecked you mm -hmm. and the more autonomy you had. And so we would do – like they had, you know, travel camps. So I remember there was one year we went to Woodhaven and we were there like the first night of camp. And then we got in a fucking van and we went from the Poconos to like Maine. What? We went fucking whale watching. What? Yeah. And like you'd oh camp on the God. way. That's amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. And oh, we, there was a, you would. I hope they paid those counselors a lot of money to drive all of you. <laughs> drive a bunch of like what a horror show. <laughs> it was great. I mean, well, it was great for you. I used to yeah. love road trips. Oh, it was awesome. And then there was another one. They, I think they called this program bike trip, and I think that was a two weeker. And so we took our bikes. We took our bikes from fucking. Like Toby Hanna, Pennsylvania, to uh, somewhere in Ohio, 
Okay. Yeah. Wow. We drove. We drove. We 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 biked like a hundred miles, and so we would bike a certain amount of day, and then we would camp overnight. Oh. We, so it would be you know like my setting. vagina hurts just thinking about that. Well, right, and that's why we do that shit when we're too young to have any forethought. Yep. <laughs> Most of the things that I was upset about at camp were um, thigh chafing. Which I got to tell people ask me all the time, and I'm dead serious about that. Like, if you could tell yourself, your baby self, anything, what would you say? And I would be like, "Here is how to get your thighs not to hurt. <laughs> here, here are the magic things that no one will tell you until you're a full ass grown adult." Um, and that would have made everything in my life so much better. <laughs> but also, um, at church camp, we would often have to walk, depending on where you were staying, you would have to walk across this big field that they would mow like a like a path, but then it would get grown over at, let's say seven o'clock in the morning to get to the dining hall. It's very wet at seven o'clock in the morning because there's dew everywhere. So we would all start off our day with wet shoes. Right. And I literally had swamp foot by the middle of the week every year because it didn't, I would even, you, unless I had brought a pair of shoes to the meth hall. That's a visceral, I know that too. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm. like I couldn't walk. This was the younger years. And, mm. and then my thighs hurt. And then if, I'm sure I was sunburned on top of it. So oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was a mess. The thing I probably hated. And I, nobody ever asked me. The adults weren't like, why are you walking weird? <laughs> right. Do you need help, child, that I'm in charge of caring for? <laughs> nope. I probably would have. Uh, and I don't know if this would have been possible. But the thing that like the thing that made me the most frustrated at camp was that you couldn't just go swimming. You had to put on a fucking oh, swim cap. Let's talk about this nonsense. Swim cap. Did you have a pool or, or a lake? There was a pool. Uh-huh. There was a pool there. And like, why? Why are you, I, I realize you've got hundreds and hundreds of girls with all manner of hair. Look, we're paying you. Just uh, skim the skim fucking it. pool. <laughs> Get better filters. Those y'all. swim caps Mm-mm. were the worst. And then if you're in the pool and it's like fucking July. Oh, so hot. You couldn't get you couldn't get cool. And so I remember, I remember having the cap on and ducking down under the water to just lift it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, get, get that cold, cold water. water on mm-hmm. my fucking head. Mm-hmm. And then you're out for like two minutes and it's already hot again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. Yeah. We only have to have the swim caps at Girl Scout camp. Um, church camp apparently had figured it out. Yeah. McKinney Woods was like, whatever. But when we got out of pool, you then had to get these drops in your ears, mm-hmm. which ha- I think that they were like a hydrogen peroxide solution, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. But like, I think you're supposed to do that if you have a problem with water right. in your ear. Not like it's not going to preemptively dry the water out of your ear. And it smelled bad and I hated the way it felt. Yeah. And you it, don't even want a parent giving you no, eardrops, let alone a stranger. A stranger and like in a perfunctory manner. It's no. supposed to be when you're sick. Yes. <laughs> Terrible. I uh, got swimmers here constantly. Oh so God. I don't think that they gave me this no. preemptive drop. I never had a problem. I never had. There you go. Yeah. I had swimmers here uh, literally oh. all the time. I guess. <laughs> You know what happened? Somebody probably got it and then sued them. And they were like, well, I guess we're doing this shit now. <laughs> wow, that's so... How do you sue somebody? For... I don't know. That... I mean, that was really sort of when the wild west of litiginous was coming up. Yeah, 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 right. Oh, and I don't remember having normal sunscreen, but do you remember the colored zinc? Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. So that was definitely like late 80s where you it would like, if you're a cool, um, like, uh, hang on a second. It was one of those things where it was like, if you're a cool lifeguard, then you can wear like pink stripes on your nose and like blue stripes into your eyes. So I thought that was the coolest. My mom sent me with it. And of course, like I painted myself up before the first time I went to the pool and people were like, what are you doing? And it was like, it's zinc. It's sunblock. And people were like, okay, cool. Bye-bye. And I only swim in t-shirts also. Oh, did I... Um, I feel like I absolutely, quote unquote, should have been doing that. Like I would have found any opportunity to do it if I didn't think that I would get in trouble by doing so. Oh, interesting. And that, right? Like I, um, it wasn't presented as an option to me as a child, like because I come from, I come from a thin family and I didn't know any other kids who were fat. So no one else was doing it. And I'm like, oh, right. I guess it's not a thing. Uh-huh. And also like what will happen in the pool water to my shirt that my mom bought. Oh, it will disintegrate. That's what. <laughs> right. So I didn't do it, but I hated being in bathing oh. suits. I, I hated it. 
Um, I did, but I loved swimming. I loved swimming. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Um, I also got so mad that they would make you like, you'd have to swim test every single year. Yes. It was insulting to me. Very insulting. And then if for whatever reason you could not do the right breaststroke or like your butterfly was fucked up, they were like, well, you can only go in the shallow end. Girl. <laughs> no. It's like, this no. isn't about form and technique. It's about not drowning. Right. All I oh. have to do is know how to tread water. Oh, that never happened to me. That's oh. terrible. No, I got put in the baby side once in a – and again, double – insult to injury because I learned to swim very young because yeah, yeah. I'm at Miller's Early Learning Center, hey, mm. which does not exist anymore. Uh. Um, it was great. It was like some lady's house. <laughs> I, 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 I dream of it constantly. Oh my god. Isn't that weird? We should do one about dreams. Oh my fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But um uh but yeah I wanna I wanna hear about some of the weird so every camp has like the weird stuff that they do. Mm. Like um so at my church camp, we did Vespers where they would put down a, um, a parachute. Everybody'd sit on the parachute and then we'd sing mostly like folky churchy yeah. songs and somebody play the guitar. Um, but then uh, they also would do a giant slip and slide where, again, very dangerous. They would just take soap. They, I, they oh, would shit. take like dish soap. They would hose it down and then take dish soap. And then everybody would just run and slide on it. And then they would hose it down some more so it would get wet and put some more soap on it. Oh, but so it's also so brilliant. Like it's brilliant, but it's also oh, not, very, like, very not great for for your lady no, bits. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it, all all together, like mm. in your eyes. Oh uh, yeah. But that yeah. was back when life was dangerous and you could just do things to hurt yourself. Right. And, and it was like and it was sanctioned. Filling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and if there was like a tiny rip in the camp in the tarp anywhere, then your leg would get sliced open. Ooh. It was like action. Park. Oh right, oh right, because it was like a it was like it was a, a tarp, heavy tarp. Duty tarp. It was a tarp, the kind that is is pointy when and woven when you yes yeah uh -huh. mm -hmm. got it yes. <laughs> um, but the other the the one other thing was called um, smugglers. Uh, it was to sort of like teach you about I don't know if it was a specific time period, but about um, people being persecuted for religious reasons. And so you had to, you got a Bible verse and then the idea was to memorize it because on the way to getting the Bible verse to the other side of camp, you might get caught. Um, and the counselors would have flashlights and stuff. They wouldn't do anything mean, but they would put, they'd like put on a gruff voice and be like, are you a smuggler? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so the first time you got caught, they would take your piece of paper. But if you had memorized the Bible verse and could get to the other end and tell the Bible verse to them, then you would get the points or whatever. And whatever bunk got the most points. Anyway, uh, I remember like crawling, like belly crawling through grass and getting scratches <laughs> for those like freshly mown grass. Oh my God. One um, year they actually had super soakers. The Yeah, it was crazy. And now that I'm saying it out loud, possibly very damaging to some people and a little weird. Um, also, I don't know why I didn't just run to the other end and say any Bible verse I knew. Right. I knew a lot. Why did I? <laughs> it doesn't have to be the one. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's because I was too honest. Of course. Of course I didn't do that. Right. But um, I remember it being very thrilling. Oh, it sounds amazing. Yeah. That sounds like one of the only camp things I would really like, like I'd look forward to. We also played a game called murder and I don't remember how it worked, but like one person was secretly the murderer and they would go around making eye contact with people and you had to like <gasps> quietly pretend to like slit your throat yeah, and yeah, then yeah, that yeah. person had to die yeah, and yeah. you had to figure out who the murderer was. Yes. That was like a very common game. Almost It was like a theater game. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, it was eye contact based. Yeah. And then there was, and there was one detective who had to figure yes. out who was making the eye contact. Yep. 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 Yes. I don't know if we ever did it as graphically as like needing to um, feign the 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 circumstances of your death, hmm. but it was oh, yeah, definitely no. like you caught the eye contact and then it and then you then you fell to the floor or uh -huh. something. But you didn't have to like get graphic with. Oh it. no no, ours would you would do eye contact and be like nice. like a finger across the throat, and then that person would have to be like Ay! and then, <laughs> and die. I guess that's the the theater part. There of it. you go. That's right. Cody that's the fingers. mad camp. Right. <laughs> I mean, I made really good friends though. I I liked it so much that like when I was younger, I thought I'm going to get married here. Um, and sadly enough, Aww. that camp is closed now. No. Um, but there's still a couple of really done. And I, my husband also went to a much more damaging church camp than I did. Oh, Mine like was documentary fine. damaging. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he had to burn his secular um, music. 
<gasps> ceremonially and he he yeah it wasn't it wasn't cute at all oh, it was called a youth for life ranch or something like that but we both Whoa. we both spent one night just looking up on youtube like old ads that people had made like promo videos yes. for our camps oh that sounds amazing i bet there's one out there Ooh. for years did they do those for girl scouts really probably probably somebody's at least got some walking around footage mm. Mm. <laughs> that sounds exciting. That sounds sexy. <laughs> I'm trying to think about what we would have done at Girl Scout camp. That uh, may nothing is occurring to me that was really um, like weird at Girl Scout camp. At least not that I didn't like attribute to this being just part of Girl Scout culture, <laughs> right? So maybe there was like flag raisings and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, right, right. Paramilitary shit. Yeah, I absolutely did not know that I knew Indigo Girls songs until I heard them and I was like, we used to sing that at camp. Oh. Right? Because there's just something. I mean, at a Girl Scout camp. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it was a, it was the joke then when we were younger, but like also absolutely true. And what a great safe place to right. just be yourself to I, I and obviously we were kids i don't know who was out who wasn't but like to just live your fucking life mm -hmm. um i remember i remember someone explaining to me that girl scouts and, and women's colleges and stuff are supposed to be a way for women to blossom without like the you know without men around without the male presence and the like, you know, if you're in a place where you feel like you're not getting called on as much as a student, right, right, where right. you don't have to deal with that particular kind of competition. But I remember thinking what a horror show it was because all my, all my friends were boys. I didn't get along mm. with girls at all. I had like Same. three female friends and then like a, a slew of boys, mm -hmm. um, both gay and straight as things shook out. Uh, but I, I, that's why I stopped going to Girl Scout camp because I was like, I don't like girls. <laughs> Oh. I don't want to be around girls. I liked Brittany and I liked the counselors. I liked it. Yeah. I liked a couple. I did not like the other girls. But I was much better equipped to make an ally with like one or two of the other dork boys. Mm -hmm. And then they were boys. Right. So if they were going to fight back against the girls who were shitty, they had way more pull. Mm -hmm. I mean, until we got to that age where all the girls were taller than the boys. <laughs> right. right. Those years were so silly. <laughs> I would say the weirdest camp traditions that I was part of took place at day camp. Oh. So I went to YMCA day camp from the time I was like eight through four, 14 mm -hmm. maybe. And um, again, I would go with Brittany <laughs> after that one misfire year. We, <laughs> we would go together and it was the same thing. Like not a lot of kids into me at all. Um, but it didn't matter because I was there with her mm -hmm. from like eight to six every day. And, um, and truly like there's a Facebook group for this camp. Mm -hmm. It was wet, hot American summer. Wow. Bar none. It was. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, I found out later that everybody was making, like, having sex at right. Bikini Woods. And I had no right. idea. Oh, my God. Nobody was having sex camp. with me. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I, I, um, yes, it was very much Wet Hot American Summer. And, like, looking back on it as a 35 and a half year old, it's like, oh, my God, these counselors were, like, 16. Of course, mm. there was so much drugs and alcohol and sex. But one it was a co-ed day camp and one time per summer, once per summer, there would be a giant co-ed sleepover. Whoa. Right? So I think it was like you'd spend the night Thursday after camp and then you'd be at camp still all day Friday and then you'd go home as per usual. Oh, I see. I believe. I don't think it was Saturday. Might have been though. Maybe you left in the morning. That might have been it. It might have been like Friday night sleepover, parents pick up Saturday mm. morning. Anyway, once a summer, you would get this giant co-ed sleepover. And it was like a bacchanal. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So all the kids would bring the snacks they wanted, the comic books they wanted, the clothes they wanted. They would all have their tents ready. And so these kids that you usually just saw during the day with like a backpack, they've like got shit. And wow. they know who's going to be you, – you chose your tent mates. So it was always just – me and Brittany in my little tent and the two of us just like cloistered ourselves, but you would hear 
so much moaning and groaning wow. all around. And I mean, like you would you would hear all kinds of like banshee screams through the night. It was wild. And we were the ones that were actually sleeping and we woke up in the morning. <laughs> I mean, it was like walking through a war zone. And yeah, it used to be crazy. And um, there, like, there were counselors and older campers who would like, we were right on a river, the Raritan River. We were right on the Raritan River, I think. And there were, and, and there was With a, a rural juror. <laughs> right on the Raritan River. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a railroad trestle. <laughs> Right on the Raritan River. Right on the Raritan the River. A railroad trestle on the Raritan River, and there, and there, these fucking these these drunk counselors and older campers would jump from the railroad trestle oh, down into the very shallow God. Raritan. It's like fucking four feet deep, if that. Oh no! Nobody died. At least not at that time. Not during camp. Nobody died. But yeah, like there was crazy stuff going on. And these counselors were, it was very wet hot, hmm. very wet hot. That's um, amazing. And looking back on it and now seeing as adults, everybody posting in this Facebook group, like their old pictures from camp and wow. old stories. And I'm like, oh my God, it was as wild as I sort of thought it might be, mm. but never witnessed. Mm -hmm. So that's probably like the craziest camp going on that I had had experienced. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, again, found out later that there were many, many variations on Makimi that, that were a joke. Lived experiences um, that you would never, ever have. No, I, but I will say there was this one girl, Sam, who was one of my bunk mates early on for mad camp. Like I think seventh grade was when you can first start going to mad camp for two weeks. And it was me and my friend, Roxy. Rox was definitely more advanced than I was, like as far as sure. womanhood. <laughs> uh, and I, and she was, I mean, she would admit she was pretty boy crazy. And I, I was like, eh, whatever, they're fine. They, <laughs> they play a lot of video games. Um, and we were roomed with this girl named Sam, who was at least, I think, like a sophomore in high school, so much older than us, and um, apparently had like run away from camp. In the past, Whoa. which I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> if you don't like your home, that's fine. But this is better sure, than any place. Right. Like, you're fine. Um, and she, I remember her reading us very explicit sex notes that her boyfriend had had written and sent to her at camp. Oh, my God. And that, I mean, there were, I can't think of anything specific, but there were definitely things where I was like, oh, oh, oh. Dude, people, that just rang a bell. Teenagers do that. I don't know why that rang a bell. She also mm. taught me how to fart in your hand and throw it into a fan. <laughs> <laughs> she was Surely cool. she knew how to live. Seriously. <laughs> she wanted to show me how to make a, a can of Aquanet into a blowtorch, but I did not let her do that. Oh, my God. That child needed church camp. She was <laughs> no. precocious. <laughs> <laughs> she was precocious. Oh shit. Uh but yeah, I mean, I people around me were definitely kissing and I had camp crushes for mm. sure. Um as a matter of fact, uh I'm not going to go into this very long. Oh, but we could we could transition no, 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 into camp no. crushes. <laughs> this is ah uh, we can I want to skip it. But um <laughs> there was this one guy uh and he had a beautiful we were doing musicals, like church musicals, but like by Michael W. Smith. Um, do you remember him? No. Oh, he was a Christian singer back in the days of like DC talk and the whole, like, what would Jesus do craze? No, no, not uh, well, but you got to remember I am half heathen, half, half that's Jew. Fair. No, those references. I, I don't have any, I didn't, I really was not raised in, in uh, religion. I sort of got like one offs. Yeah. I feel like that. Um, he, he had some radio play songs, but it doesn't, does completely doesn't matter. They weren't good. Um, uh, but musicals about like a bunch of kids at school and one kid finding Jesus or whatever. Sure, right. And Things that would be done at assemblies. Yes. <laughs> and this one boy was um this one boy was just lovely and fun and he had a lovely voice and he like taught me some card tricks. And then when my mom came, she came in the middle of the two weeks because I needed to get fitted for a, a cadet uniform for Girl Scouts. Mm -hmm. Someone had to make them for me because I was too fat to just mm -hmm. buy them. Um, and I was doing some sort of flag ceremony bullshit right after camp. 
So she showed up and saw me talking to this boy. And she and my sister were both like, oh, he likes you. He likes you. He likes you. Now, nothing had crossed my mind. I was not attracted to him mm-hmm. until they said that he was attracted to me. Oh, and no. then that fucked me up, but good. And he wasn't into me. We were just buddies. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be going to middle school with you next year. So then I was I went to school with him from then until the rest of forever. And it wasn't until the middle of high school that I was really able to shake it. And we were friends. Like, he and I were friends. And right. he was painfully aware that I was so into him. Oh, but I would have never been into him at all if my <laughs> right. my sister and my and my mom weren't like, oh, you're going to kill me like he wants to kiss you. Right. It was just the planting of that. And then it's like, no, why did you have to ruin it? I know. <laughs> It's weird how that little bit of psychology works. Oh, my God. It's really weird. Um, And I don't know why that's a thing because I feel like in in several – like what's talked about constantly is your attraction to people who who don't acknowledge that you exist, Mm -hmm. right? So like almost using the complete and utter reverse of that to incite feelings is (sighs) – is weird. Yeah. It's atypical. At least it's not presented as an option. Right. Maybe because it's the most obvious thing. Like someone likes you, you should, you quote unquote should, obviously we're not being performative fucking feminists here. But like, you know, the, the obligation to like someone makes way more sense if you know that there's already interest there. (laughs) And at both at camp and in real life, um, I had generally, I had boys, who were into me that I was like, yeesh. So I was probably like, oh, this one's pretty cool. This one's decent. That's probably what it was. Right. I mean, for years, years and years and years. Then I went through a small period of time where I was like, if anyone was remotely interested to me, just interest, if anyone was remotely interested in me and not disgusting, then I would be like, you're definitely getting a blowjob. <laughs> but yeah, it was not, that's not a healthy way to just traipse through your life. I... I was definitely uh, I had I had oh, endless camp crushes and they were all such assholes. Oh. And there was I can't I can't get the memory right now. Maybe I'll ask Brittany. There was one guy at camp who did like me and it was it, it was not reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't remember any details about him at all. Um however, one camp experience that I did have after all, after all the Girl Scout camps, after all the day camps, I was, I was almost grown up. Like mm-hmm. it was um, before my junior year of high school. So I was 16 and Brittany and I decided to go on like a two week, again, another overnight camp. This was a co-ed overnight camp. Our first one. And we were 16, so we were like, fuck, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we were very into that. And they were like, are you sure? You know, our parents were like, are you sure you want to go to Camp Bernie? And we're like, yeah, we sure do. And Camp Bernie very much had a reputation of being super wet, hot American summer. Sorry, Camp Bernie? Camp Bernie, which is actually not far from where I live. Huh. Isn't that weird? That's it was It was fairly close to my hometown. Huh. And I didn't used to go close. I, I used to go pretty far away. But, like, this was, I don't know half an hour away from where I grew up and it was a YMCA overnight co-ed camp Mm -hmm. and we were very ready for that we were both 16 and just like champing at the bit (laughs) Um, and it turned out to be yet another bacchanal but I was prepared for it because I was 16 right and uh the the camp program that we had chosen was another travel camp so we got to Camp Bernie on like a Friday night or whatever and then we immediately, and this is like the, it was a small group of kids. It was maybe like 10. There were like five guys and like five girls. And I might've been the oldest one there. Hmm. We were all like, they were all like early teenagers, mm-hmm. like 13, 14, 15. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I was the oldest one. And I was like, whatever, I'm going to have my license in a year. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here just to go to camp and to get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. So, um, so we went on this camping trip to fucking Canada. <laughs> I swear to God. Holy. Oh, my God. Right? And. You um, never went anywhere. 
<laughs> it was, yeah, it was pretty great. We went, we were up in, we were up in, uh, in Ontario camping and, um, and basically it was just five girls and five guys. It was like the fucking real world. Mm-hmm. And like, there was so much sexual tension. It was bananas. <laughs> and, um, I was striking up a very warm relationship with this, uh, with this boy who was in the group, but I'm 16. I find out that he's 14 oh. and I'm like, Oh, that's, that's too mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Like he had just graduated from eighth grade. Nothing happened. Uh-huh. I feel like I, I feel like I need to say that even though we were both minors at the time, nothing happened. I was just like, Ooh, I really like this boy. Right. And then he's like, I'm going to be a freshman. And I'm like, Ooh, mm-hmm. that, that hits weird. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> don't like that. Yep. And uh but yeah, uh there there was like there was sharing of headphones and mm. and just like endless hours sitting next to each other in a transpo van. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, that was you know. kind of like half of the reason to go on any of the band and chorus trips was mm. so that you might like <laughs> get to dry hump somebody under a blanket. Oh, I heard so many good <laughs> stories like that that I did not get to live out at all. Uh, I craved the under the under the blanket on a band bus. <laughs> Jesus, I heard so many good stories. I get very close. <laughs> that was not I was a late bloomer. Me too. Me kind of. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, I was horny really early, but right. I never did anything about it. I also had like one blip of time. I had one blip of time as soon as I got to high school where all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is the world. Okay. And like I had this very, shockingly for me, casual situationship going on where I like I got my first kiss. I got felt up and like, you know, I I was like, oh my God, this is, this is puberty. (laughs) It's happening. (laughs) It was like fucking big mouth. And then it just dissolved so mutually. And like, both of us were like, okay, cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, It was like real shockingly casual for me. I've never been casual about anything in my life. And so the fact that that was, is astounding. But yeah, I mean, other than that, that was like the one opening blip into then just a vast expanse of nothing. Mm. The closest that I got to anything at camp was um, there. So before new camp director, Mike came in, Lady (laughs) Mike, uh, we, you could get away with pretty much anything. Like the, there was no, no boys going into girls rooms. Like you couldn't sleep in there, Mm -hmm. but also no one was really checking. Um, And then all of a sudden it was like, you would get in super big trouble and you have to stay in common areas. And uh, you know, the kids that have been going for years were very reluctant to actually (laughs) go for that. Um, uh, uh, And we got caught with a, a boy in our room, but nobody was doing anything. We were not doing anything. We were just talking. Um, and, and then I had to clean out the uh, the camp pickup truck, <laughs> which had like moldy ass fries in it and stuff. Yeah, it was oh. terrible. But um, there was this boy and he, he was had been like very flirty, flirty with me. And I was like, oh, I like him. And he's really tall. And he was like maybe a year older than me. I don't remember his actual name. Everyone called him Skids. <laughs> So, so there's that. Um, but no, he was super cute. He also had a great voice and he asked me to dance at a camp dance. And literally I'd never been asked by a boy to dance before. And I was probably 15 and I was like, Oh my God, it's happening. And because I had never been asked to dance, I had never paid attention to how people dance, which is usually the girl will put her hands on the guy's mm-hmm. shoulder. So I immediately put my hands like on his waist because that's how I hug people who are taller than me. And he like went along with it. He was like, oh, that's, oh, I mean, that's sure. He was like, sure, I've never had my hands up here before. And I was like, oh, no. And that was my moment where I could have been cool and oh, I wasn't. And I was like, and I ran away from him and later he came up and was like it was really okay we can dance again if you want to and I was like it's over no my life is over oh and it sounds like he was so sweet and so interested so sweet he was real cute you could have been married to skids (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Uh, once upon a dream 
Once upon a dream, I my face is so hot right now thinking about this. Mine is also for you. Oh, I feel like it's um. He was so cute. He didn't even smell bad. Like you know, we were outside for weeks. We all were recycling our clothes for two weeks, and I remember being like, "You don't smell bad." That is automatically like ten bonus points. I know more. <laughs> so good. Um. We would love to hear your camp Please. stories. Uh, and now that I have some tech stuff actually up, I don't have to add this as an addendum after the fact. Um, we are we're on anchor.fm. So there I there I've got a little voicemail box set up where you can leave a little voicemail and tell us your story and we can use it or we can just listen to it. Obviously, if you don't want us to use it, let us know. But if you Yeah, we'll just laugh about it in private. That's fine. Oh, totally. Yes. You don't have to leave your name either. Nope. Could be totally anonymous. Up to you. You create your own destiny. So if you go to anchor.fm slash all the fucks, you'll see the option to leave us a little voicemail. Is it spelled with a U on that one? It is. Um, This has been a, a... an illuminating look at camp uh with us literally my thighs hurt oh i can't like right now i'm i have like sense memory of chafe (laughs) amazing you were just damp for two weeks you were just damp the whole time you were just sweaty yeah it was gross thanks for letting us hug your ears here on all the fucks Leave us a message at anchor.fm slash all the fucks, or you can find us on Twitter at fucks podcast on Facebook at all the F.CKS or on Instagram at all the F.CKS pod. Next time on all the fucks. It's just me and him. Oh, hey. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my good God. And, of course, he's been writing me letters all year and oh. so sweet. He's still so sweet and still so kind and not an asshole. And we are together every moment of that vacation. Oh, I'm in love with him for you. Oh. You want to know his last name? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs>